It's been a while since Ada Creek been up here in Oslo. They're going to probably sing two or three songs this morning. Y'all come on. We do this song a lot. In fact, we usually do it for a sound check where we go and sing. So we're going to do the sound check on y'all this morning. Once like a burning prison, I felt no freedom from my sorrow I felt. But Jesus came and listened to me and spoke to God. He said, be free. He said, be free. He said, be free. He broke my prison. Shall hear the call of 
banged up over here this morning trying to figure out who was going to get that third song. And I didn't know whether it was going to be Tim or Scudder. <laughs> it's good to have Ethan back with us this morning and all. He's going to come around and bring us a special this time.
Amen. Uh, good singing all the way around. And uh, just so glad to see each of you and see the ones uh, still trickling in from time to time. Just wonderful to see each and every one here uh, this morning. There's three adult Sunday night classes. Uh, we've got one called uh, that Brother Robert leads. I'll be leading the class tonight. He's out of pocket, him and Miss Luann. And it's called Weird, and uh explained that the other day. Uh, it's weird serving the Lord. Being, we're separating ourselves from the Lord. Uh, being out of debt is a weird thing, but we need to be if we can. Also, uh, staying married instead of getting divorced is weird in today's society. We need to be weird on that, need to stay married, uh, and so on and so forth. We need to raise our kids to know the Lord. That can be weird to be separate from the world to live differently than others. So, Also, the adult class that meets in here, I noticed there are new quarters called Missions, and that looked like a great study. I'd heard about it from our publisher, our editor-in-chief, Larry Clements, and uh, I opened it up, and uh, Lesson 10 on February the 5th is a good one. A missionary and his family Paragraph 3 says, even though the missionary must go where God leads, his family cannot be forgotten, must not be forgotten. We should not forget about Brother Joel, Brother Ravel, all those others that we support. And, uh, and it says uh, on, under here, consider their support, supporting them. Uh, it says, uh, and it says, missionaries have often left home and family to travel to the field of labor where God wants them, and uh, some burdens that they have can wreak havoc on the peace of mind for the missionary. Uh, so we need to clearly remember that they have sacrificed. None of them will have the kind of Thanksgiving we'll have or had, and uh, same thing with Christmas. Uh, if you have your Bible, go ahead and let's begin. Let's uh, open our Bibles this morning to Second Corinthians chapter 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and we'll start there. I got to reading about, uh, how many, let me just ask a quick poll, how many of you did what you consider Black Friday shopping? Lift your hand, lift your hand, don't be ashamed, yes, I'm a true shopper. How many of you wouldn't be caught within a mile of Black Friday shopping? Oh, a lot more people, <laughs> I'm not going, those are fools out there, but they're, they're having fun. No, they're shopping, saving money, and this and that. I was reading about these people getting in, uh, I didn't see anything. Sean, we went out, and uh, they were after this, we were after that, and this and what have you, and, and uh, accomplished a few things, got to wait in long lines and check out and try to find a good deal for whomever, and... Uh, Anyway, Sean said he saw two ladies fighting over sheets. Those must have been some good sheets to fight over sheets. The last set of sheets. I need a new set of sheets. Company's coming over. And I guess I guess that was the deal. And then I heard about uh, there was this one lady said she was going to get there and get. And this this is uh, I think in New York or New Jersey. Those, you're from there. We're not insulting you at all. We're just glad to be from here. And, uh, but, uh, anyway, so the, 
But this lady, she had pepper spray. And she got up there and there were people taking the Xbox. And so she pepper sprayed 12 of them so she could get the Xbox. And uh, then the police were using it on different ones. And, of course, this happened at two Walmarts. And, uh, of course, we are the home, Arkansas, the home of Sam Walton, Walmart. You know, and the, but they did make a valid point. They did, the spokesman for the store made a valid point. He said, we have over 4,000 retail stores. And, you know, it just takes a few people to make an ugly incident. We had safe shopping at all those other, but two stores did have a couple of incidents. So I guess if you can hit on 3,998 stores of safe shopping, uh, I sure hope CrossFit was okay. Hopefully nobody got in fights over there and and different things and what have you. But I'm sure somebody might have wrestled over some towels or something that was on sale. But guess I brought all that up because of the title of my message. And that is that we're supposed to live in this world but not act like the world. And the Bible says a lot about this. So... Yes, Black Friday shopping, and we're supposed to, uh, hopefully you uh, were, were able to shop, and none of you put any money on credit cards, or if you did, you're just going to pay them right off and pay that off, and, and uh, just trying to be as debt-free. A lot of us, you know, you have your car note or a house note or this and that. We, we want to do our very best to stay as as bill free we have bills we have matter of fact uh the other day uh went through i was checking online i can check on uh, my phone or online thing and and there was like eight 25 dollar checks that karen had written i said what is this and uh eight 25 dollar checks and said well that's the that's the doctor bills and i said to him all 25 dollars each and uh, keep them happy and this and that. So you're always going to have bills and paying off and, and different. Her surgery, recent surgery, and uh, Allie Joe had an accident here a while back. Of course, I had an accident here a while back. And uh, so all of those bills add up, and you just try and get rid of all of them as fast as you can. So, yes, we do have to live. In this world, and if you're like us, you may have bills, you may have doctor bills, and you. but you don't want, this is the thing, this is the whole point, is Jesus said that we have to live in this world, have an impact on this world, but we don't have to be, as it's said in the Bible, of this world. I don't have to act like the other people in this world. I don't want to fight over sheets. <laughs> I don't want to fight over tiles. I don't want to uh, get to to be like the culture of this world. Culture means how everybody lives. Did you know that if you go to Africa on a mission trip, you have to be aware of the culture. If you go to Belize, you have to be aware of the culture, how they live. And matter of fact, this came up in Paul's writings about eating meat sacrificed to idols. There was a culture in Corinth. There was a culture in other places. And they had to deal with those things scripturally and that would not defile or deny 
God's Word. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we'll begin there. And uh, just simply in the introduction, it says this, Down through the ages, some have sought as believers to be separated from the world, while others have only sought to live like the world. As a matter of fact, I was visiting with my dad uh, about this sermon this morning because he usually he'll ask me what I'm preaching. What are you preaching on, son? And I kind of give him a summary. I don't re- I don't preach it to him, and we don't have that long. But uh, and he said, "Yeah, that, I said separated from the world." Da 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 da. We said a few other things. He said, "Oh yeah, that means we all need to go live in caves and in the woods and hide out." I said, "No, now you're acting like David Koresh." And uh, if you remember him, matter of fact, my dad, being a state trooper in Texas, he was on one of those helicopters that was circling Waco, Texas. He was one of the state troopers on the scene, along with, of course, the famous ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms of our U.S. government, who, so to speak, breached that. And Janet Reno, our attorney general under Bill Clinton at that time, gave all the orders and the fiasco that ensued from that event. But what was that? What was uh, David Koresh? He was uh, a religious, besides being a religious nut, and but they were separatists. <clears throat> and uh, following a so-called Messiah by the name of David Koresh, there was also that incident, remember, down in the uh, Peruvian jungle uh, with Jim Jones or whichever place that he was located. But anyway, in these separatists, following these these people, but Jesus didn't call us to be hermits and to live uh, uh, like totally isolated. How in the world can you take the gospel to the world if you're isolated from the world? That doesn't make sense. So what does it mean to come out of the world, to live separate from the world? 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17 It says here, uh, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. You know, often it doesn't, you don't see, you've heard of, I'm a child of God, you don't see sons and daughters there, but that's just meaning a child of God. So I need to be a child of God in this world. And when it says <coughs> in the Corinthians, they were. They, they wanted to just blend in, to be like everybody else. We don't need to talk like everybody else. We don't need to act like everybody else. We do need to be separate interactions. You know, why, why, don't, you, why don't you drink like everybody else? Why don't you cuss like everybody else why don't y'all uh you know do do why don't y'all watch rated r movies like everybody else why do y'all not let your children go totally unchecked and unsupervised and un whatever why why do you draw a line do your are your standards any different than the people you work with or go to school with? Do you have, are your standards exactly the same? If your standards are exactly the same and we want our lives 
in our kids' lives to just be like everybody else at school, uh, that needs to send up a red flag. Maybe I'm parenting wrong. Maybe I'm not parenting. Maybe wrong is too strong. I don't want to offend anybody in here. Maybe our standards just need to be God's standards. Maybe we need to think about, am I, could I be parenting better? Could I be living better according to God's holy word? Okay? So, and just looking at this, you just say, well, that's just your opinion, Brother Michael, and that's just one scripture. Well, guess what? I've got more. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. The world, I just simply put here, <coughs> is a great danger to our life. Now, I put soul there but because uh, many times, uh, matter of fact, Jesus said, don't fear the person who can... Hit you in the mouth, fear about that person who's going to judge your soul. Okay? Can has can cast both soul and you into judgment fire, into hell. What is meant by the world? First John, way over here to the right. You have your Bible, it's almost to the end. First John chapter 2. And we'll begin in verse 15. There we go. It says here in 1 John 2, verse 15, To love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now it says, all that is in the world, everything that's on this planet, tempts you in one of three ways. It is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away. And the lust thereof, that means desire. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Now, again, think about this. Uh, if any man love the world, just think about that one phrase in verse 15. What is meant by, well, you love the world. What does that mean? Have you ever thought about that? What does it mean to love the world? I like the way one preacher put it. It was not my idea, so it's just something I read, share with you. You probably heard it before. You either love this world more, or you love the world to come more. There's one of two things. Now, I remember whenever I first got saved, and matter of fact, I'd already surrendered to preach. <clears throat> I moved out of the house whenever I was 18 years old, and Started going to college, ended, then ended up following God's will for my life and went to seminary. And uh, But I remember thinking as a young seminary student, I said, man, I, I've got a lot to live for. I said, you know, in those days, it was there was this uh, huge uh, rapture scare that I remember uh, happened back in the 70s. And then I remember another one that happened in uh, 88, 1988. Matter of fact, there was this booklet that came out, 88 Reasons Why the Lord's Going to Come Back in September of 1988. And there was a little booklet, and a fellow had come up with these dates and everything. And, uh, and I was talking to the president of the seminary at that time, and I said, Brother Don, I said, there must be something wrong with me. And I said, because I, I really, really don't want the Lord to come back. Man, I hadn't been married yet. And then I just met this girl named Karen. Whoo, man. 
I man, I'm looking forward to marrying her now. And uh, man, I, I wouldn't mind having some kids, you know. Of course, she'd be doing all the work, you know. She, she still does. And uh, so, and so, I I, I want to get married. I want to have a family. And he says, Brother Michael, stop kicking yourself. He said, All that is is your flesh. Your flesh wants to live. And our flesh does. Our flesh, and it's natural, it's natural to want to live. It's natural to want to get married. It's natural uh, to uh, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, okay? All right, all right, get that right. You get the marriage thing right. And it's, hey, it's natural to want to have kids and family and grandkids and to live to enjoy life. Matter of fact, uh, you know, Solomon said, work, enjoy, but it's all vanity matter of fact what does it say in our final part of this scripture it says and the world what passeth away all that is in the world the lust of everything the enjoyment of everything and sure matter of fact solomon said enjoy the wife of my youth enjoy the fruit of my labor what did he also say it's all vanity so Loving this world more than that world, that's when you get in trouble. That's when your priorities get out of line. That's when you'll fight at somebody over sheets and tiles. That's when you'll fight somebody and do something you shouldn't do and act like you shouldn't act and desire the things that we shouldn't desire when our priorities get out of line. So love not the world because we have a better one coming. Okay? And that's what it says. 1 John 2:15 <clears throat> If you flip over just one page or two to 1 John chapter 4 in verse 3 He said every spirit any preacher any church that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God and that spirit is of the spirit of antichrist Whereof you've heard that it should come, even now is already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Of course, that is Satan. Also, we think about what did Paul say about this world. There's some great scriptures here. Let's just back up a little ways. Let's start in Romans chapter 12. Paul said some very interesting interesting things about this world. Romans 12, verse 2 is a very famous scripture. He says to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. What does it mean? Have you ever thought about that? What does it mean to, to be conformed to this world? Well, a lot of times you, you people think, well, Man, I, I love country music, I love rap, I love rock and roll, I love pop, hip-hop, whatever. And you may have your favorite kind of music, but don't ever say, don't ever say, because if you do, you've already been fooled. Well, that, that music doesn't affect me, I just like the beat. Then the world is already, I mean, there's, and I, I love all kinds of music. I love different types of country music and this music, but I need to be careful 
Because anybody, first time you say it, it doesn't affect me, I just like the beat or I just like this artist and they write good songs and, and this and that, it does affect you. It can slowly manipulate you. Slowly. And, but basically what it is is it just takes your values from here and just barely moves them. Just get you, if the world, a lot of times, as a matter of fact, I was uh, uh, talking to some, and it came up several times, people were asking me about uh, uh, the Lord's Supper. And this, the last week, and it was two weeks, and not just people in our church, but there were some people at seminary uh, bringing up the subject about the Lord's Supper. I thought that was just very coincidental. Maybe the Lord has something to do with it. I don't know. I don't try to always figure out the Lord. I just say, okay, God, whatever you want. And uh, But a lot of people don't, uh, you know, and there's different views on the Lord's Supper. And one of the views, or the view that we believe the Bible teaches here at Promised Land, is that the Lord's Supper is restricted to just church members. And a lot of other Baptist churches believe that it's uh, either A, open, or B, it's close, which means uh, other Baptists can come and join the Lord's Supper with you. And most of the time, most of, they won't always say it, but whenever you say, well, I just don't know, why are you, why are y'all so restrictive to just church members? And uh, and that's a good question. There's nothing wrong with that question. Matter of fact, did you know there's not ever any bad questions? That, just ask them in God's Word to tell you. I mean, there's nothing saying, why do we believe that? That just seems so old-fashioned. And, and just why do y'all want to believe that? Most of the time, whenever they want to shift it a little bit and say other Baptist church members are this or that, most of the time... Their motivation is may not be truth, but just let's just all get along and not hurt anybody's feelings. You know, let's let's all get along and not hurt anybody's feelings. As a matter of fact, uh, the music being not of this world, this is what I'm after. This is my whole point. A lot of times when you start changing your mind, it's based on just getting along with the world. And, oh, by the way, and it's just shifting a little bit. And it could be like, well, uh, morals. Used to, hey, listen, y'all know this, and I, I mean, our morals have shifted. You know, used to, if somebody was uh, had a baby outside of wedlock, it's like, Whoo, and it's not so bad, not so bad, and not so bad. And then just in our, in our, our ideals of right and wrong shift. Why do our ideals of right and wrong shift? Let me ask you this. Was our grandparents' generation wrong? Or did we just say, we just don't like to hurt anybody's feelings? And I just want to get along better. I don't think they were wrong. I do think sometimes you can be so harsh to not forgive or not love people and hate the sin. You know, there's a difference between hating the sin and hating somebody. Certainly we shouldn't hate anybody. The Bible doesn't tell us to hate. It does say hate sin. So don't. that's what I'm talking about. That's my whole point of letting our, our likes, our dislikes, what we believe, 
shift, okay? And then it goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 2, 2, <clears throat> that we haven't received the spirit of this world. Galatians 1, 4, Christ gave himself that he might redeem us from this present world. Second uh, Timothy 4.10, Demoth, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. James says in James 1.27, to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. James 4.4, 4, our friendship of the world is enmity with God. So if I call myself, I love the world, I just want to be like everybody else, then God's saying, you're, you're trying to be, make yourself an enemy with me. And so he's saying, come out from among them. Be separate. Don't live like them. Don't talk like them. Who's them? Lost people in culture. If somebody is a redneck, I mean, beer drinking, whiskey toting, I love life and I'm enjoying life, they're good people, but they lack like everybody else. Ah, let a few cuss words fly. Let a few cuss words here. A few cuss words there. There's nothing wrong with it. Just go with it. Live like it. Nothing wrong with a little sex outside of marriage. It's, it's a, because why? The world says it's okay. But the Bible doesn't. It says that we do need to be separate and live differently and make different choices. I mean, the world is not always gray. Well, what's right for you may not be wrong for me, da-da-da-da-da, or vice versa. But the, the Bible paints it, there's right and there's wrong. We need to stand for that. Being separated from the world. Refusal, basically this, what the separation really is, a refusal to be guided by the world's standards of right and wrong, what the Lord said must be our guide. You know, and looking at all this A through D on that Roman numeral 2 there and saying, how can I, basically this, how can I please the Lord? I need to, my desire, I mean, think about it. Ultimately, it comes down to this. Who do you want to please more, the Lord or yourself? That, that's it. And, and a lot of times, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to do this or do that. But then you, finally you've got to boil it down to one or two things. So many of us raise our kids, love our kids, but you better break it down. Be honest. Communicate to them. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And if we... So many times we're scared of confrontation. And so we won't even confront our own loved ones. You can confront somebody in a nice way. You can confront somebody lovingly. You can tell them, I love you, but this is wrong. It's okay to say that. Some final words from Jesus are all in John. John chapter 8 and John 15. Then John 17. I want to read these. I kind of glossed through those others, but 
John chapter 8 and verse 23, he said this. He said, uh, you are from beneath, I am from above. Or I am from this above, you are of this world, I am not of this world. Matter of fact, that's a great website, by the way, IamNotOfThisWorld.com. It's a great resources, tools, apologetics, defending the faith. John chapter 15, verse 18. He says this, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. I, I guarantee you, you say, well, uh, you know, I find it strange that, uh, you know, have you ever heard of this? And this has been on the news just a multiplicity of times. Uh, one of our kids, uh, get, did you know this? A lot of our kids have freedom to do different things at school, especially with the Christian teachers and administrators that we have. And people say that it, it offends me that people pray in public. Therefore, ACLU comes in and da-da-da-da-da. Well, what, what about it? It offends me that you're against me praying. You know, huh? whatever happened to that? You know, I, you're offended by my prayer. Well, I'm offended by you not allowing me to pray. You know, so I can be offended too. You know, so many, it just takes one. Just takes one person in this world, and they say, I get offended. Somebody said God. Well, I'm offended that I can't say God. They were talking about it the other day. There, Tim Tebow, he's all in the news about his faith, even though really and truly he doesn't. He just says it just from time to time. People see him praying. They said, well, I wish he would get off. That is just, he is just going overboard by bowing down there on the sidelines and mouthing something. Well, then don't look <laughs> if that offends you. And uh, just, I mean, people are offended by the man's faith and watch another game. <laughs> Duh. You know, think about it. People are offended, but the whole point is this. What Jesus say? Don't be shocked if the world doesn't like you. If you take a stand for me, it hated me first. Okay? So if you're going to act like me, just be aware. They may not like you very much. They may be offended by my name, but you and I should not be offended by his name or be ashamed of his name. So this is the Lord's Prayer. I don't know if y'all knew that. A lot of people think, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, da 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 This is the Lord's Prayer, John 17. It's a long one. I'm just reading one verse. He said this, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of this world. Talking about the disciples and others like yourself who would believe later. But thou shouldest keep them from evil. Dear Lord, I want to be a light in Ashley County. And I am thrilled, Brother Norman, as we get ready for a song, as our musicians get ready. And I am thrilled that all of you chose to come out on this Sunday morning. All of you, you're thinking about, you know, y'all could have slept in on this rainy Sunday morning. 
And I've done my best to keep y'all awake this rainy Sunday morning, okay? But this is it. Y'all are going to leave here. Hopefully you'll come back tonight and not take too long of a nap, all right? But the whole point of church is getting you ready. Will you live differently than the world out there? Will you talk differently than everybody else? Will you make better choices? Will you speak up when you have the opportunity? Live in this world, but not of this world. That's all He wants you to do. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. I need to think differently. 